We're gonna call it no deep shit. And no deep shit. No, yeah. no right. Another episode of No Deep Shit. This Hello. Is a, this is a, a, a guest host of ours, Josh. Josh Wolf. Say hi, Josh. Hello. How's it going? So so we weren't able to make it happen last time, so apologies uh, to Dave for that. But, Sorry, Dave. That was my fault. But I feel like now we have a super action-packed episode, and I was looking at everyone's band list of all the bands they've been in, and I thought Dave was going to beat everybody, but surprisingly enough, Josh did. No, I think Josh maybe edges you out. Josh has a lot of, a lot of stuff. The, uh, if you're looking at quantity, then, then but <laughs> quality, I think uh, uh, that's probably Dave's got, uh, got me. I would have thought you were playing in as many bands I've been in right now. Like you're in that many actors. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, and I, I, it's all a fluke, all a fluke, um, all all pure happenstance. But like historically speaking, I I have been in like to me like an embarrassing amount of bands. I'm like, damn, it seems like I just flip flop a lot. But I was looking at everyone's list here, and I'm like, oh, holy crap, like. Oh, we all flip-flop a lot. Yeah, yeah. Josh <laughs> yeah. takes the cake. Well, you know, and I wanted to address this in particular with Josh just because uh, my proximity to Josh is pretty close. Uh, Josh been in Houston for a long time. And before that, even he was in uh, Louisiana, and we had some mutual friends. So yeah. I've had releases of Josh's for a long time from Reason of Insanity. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. One of, the, one of the earlier bands Josh was in. And what I've noticed is kind of like a pattern that's that's occurring now and i like it I, th- I i really dig it and it's almost like okay we have this idea it's not going to cure cancer right but we're just gonna it, it's this kind of a thing with this kind of a feel and we're gonna do it and we'll practice it and write the songs and get it down really well go record it support it and then move the fuck on yeah 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 which is kind of like the opposite of like the hardcore ethos uh I, I thought it was real funny the way the guy put it in um who's the guy from born against he wrote a book about hardcore sam mcpeters yeah, yeah, sam McPeters. yeah, yeah. and his book he says you know hardcore guys are like the fucking worst most blowhard slapping themselves on the back kind of people like doing reunions five years after their band stopped and stuff it kind of hit me in like a soft spot i was like man fuck you well, yeah, our, our is definitely fucking little bitch you know but really it's that. because it's true right yeah, yeah. well our has definitely done that throughout the years you know we've had like we've probably had more last shows than normal shows you know like <laughs> you know it's starting... well, i know i've gone to more last shows for houston bands than yeah. normal shows yeah yeah but it's not it wasn't a thought out conscious thing it was just kind of like i guess just the way my brain works just kind of attention span just uh runs out i don't like i don't know it's just like oh do something else you know well I know. and i think for me it's definitely an a, attention span thing I, I i get this idea in my head and i start obsessing over it about like oh man it would be super cool to do a band like this where thematically it's all about this and the aesthetics would look like this and blah 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 and like just just listening to dave's bands over the years i i feel like that's sort of been your uh vibe or standard especially like going into you just uh dropped boxed in 
on Revelation, right? Yes. Um, I'm a one trick pony though. Like I have a, the voice I have is the voice I have. I can't actually sing. So I can just bark in bands and that's literally all I can do. So I, I mean, I would love to do other stuff. I just suck at it. But, but I guess like, okay, so, so the, the way I found out about you and your music was tear it up. I saw tear it up years ago. Yeah, at, me too. Mary Jane's. I, I, I saw, mm-hmm. dude, uh, did you guys play at Mary Jane's or I saw we you played Mary Silky's. Jane's twice. Where, did you play it. at Silky's once? It was like a little bar across the street, like a tiny little place. They played not in my head with, uh, time. with yeah. cast aside. I think in my head, we played Mary Jane's twice. I don't well, I so you're you, thinking of the crunch time show maybe no it, there was a band called uh not dead wrong cast aside they had like a seven inch with wolves on it and they like opened for you guys and then someone else played but played dude, power I, don't, butt. I don't think you were singing i thought it was a guy with long hair with handcuffs going between his belt he's kind of like rocking oh are you thinking of the rights? Yes. So that was the rights and oh. cut the shit at Silky's. Oh no! Rights and show. cut the shit. So, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. 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 yeah I would. So I have a st- I was excited to tell this story. Uh, so the Tear It Up record came out, and uh, I got a copy of it from Chris Hardy, the Velted Regnub, um, mm-hmm. you know, distro, and uh, we all loved it. Uh, the Down in the Down in Flames split LP. We loved that, you know, mm-hmm. and so. You guys played Natsuo's the same day as Anthrax, Megadeth, and Motley Crue were playing down at the Woodlands. And so uh, that insane. show was really early. That show was like 5 o'clock or something. This was in uh, 2000, early 2000. And so do you remember playing the show at uh, downtown Houston, uh, up some stairs on this like second story of this like weird hippie place with all these hanging mannequin parts and stuff? No, I and think Houston we only played spelled- Houston. Houston spelled backwards, not to a. Yeah, it's not still like It's still like kind of weird, but now it's like trumped up weird and kind of done nice. Have I you seen it recently? Fall. No, I haven't no, seen it no, recently. No, it used to be just like weirdo, like shit show, and it was cool. Yeah, it was. You know? um, I'm pretty certain it was. It was terrible. It wasn't when you guys were come uh, came down with Down in Flames. We played with y'all in New Orleans that time, but we were at Anthrax. Meg, uh, Anthrax played. They were terrible. That's they. They're who I wanted to see, and they were who like, was, who was singing? John Bush, which John I, Bush, okay. Fuck that. Uh, Megadeth was really good. They played second, and Motley Crue at the time I wasn't really too concerned with seeing them. And now it's like a huge regret. We were like, we gotta go. Like Motley Crue was starting. He's like, we gotta go if we're gonna catch Tear It Up. They're playing, and so we left, and we caught you guys. If it, I mean, if it's uh, if it was you guys, I'm pretty. I uh, I, I think I, you're wrong. I think we you. I would default to the Houston in the room. But I think we we only played Texas Houston twice, and I thought both were Mary Jane. So we I, did the fast time score and Josh, the ta- me and Josh are score. both wrong because I'm definitely wrong. I, I know you remember right. who it was. I, I know for sure the one Mary Jane show was you guys and uh, Fast Times, and fast and times? and I oh, yeah. I for sure know that that was at Mary Jane's. I remember because like the first time I saw you guys, I was like, "Yo, this dude is moving nonstop." the energy is insane and i was like at the time young and mentally taking notes of stuff like that and but i didn't catch that was the first time you came yeah yeah we played houston twice we did two because texas is too far did to get did yeah. hands up houston i'm gonna text i'm gonna try to text bucky, bucky he bucky would know because bucky would know so so uh we played because i know we played mary jane's the second time because i have okay. a flyer a photo of like Tear it up down in flames on the, like the Mary Jane's marquee. You sent me that photo. 
Yeah, yeah. so I have that. And I really think we played the same venue twice. Uh, the, I, the Reason of Insanity show we played in New Orleans is extremely memorable for the headlining band of that show. Um, oh, the Weezer cover band. Yeah. Correct, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so... Uh, <laughs> two funny things. Well, um, I could have swore it was tearing up, but I had, um, the, 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 all these years I've been saying, just, uh, you know, Dave from Tearing Up's the reason. Tearing Up's the reason why I've never seen Motley Crue. Uh, not, not really, but I mean, <laughs> I was in Tearing Up and I saw Motley Crue, so I don't know. It, it, it shouldn't be me canceling it's it out. It's misplaced. It's misplaced anger. Yeah. No, but I saw um, I saw Motley Crue uh, probably in two thousand three. Uh, how were maybe, they? Yeah. They, it was fun. It was, it was like, cool. you, you, oh, so I went to a bunch of hair metal shows as a kid, like a straight, like 10 year old and had like shows, like you couldn't hit the band with a baseball, like nosebleed seats every time. Hell yeah. Motley Crue, Motley Crue was the first time I went to a concert where we got like, we paid the money and got like good seats. When you were a kid or it, when you saw them in uh, 2003? No, I, it was 2003. So I was like okay. 20 or some shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I was older than that. Who am I kidding? But uh, either way, that was I'm like, oh, this is a lot of fun because we're like on the ground level, and it was cool to see. Um, and I saw Anthrax around then, and they were and they were correct. You were they were bad. Yeah, yeah. I saw Anthrax yeah. with Pantera in '97, and they fucking killed it. And a guy got life flighted out. That was like an outdoor place here in Houston. Oh wow. Yeah, life flight like into it. Damn. That wasn't Woodlands. No, it was a smaller spot. I don't. It was weird because I didn't drive, so I don't. I don't know, and I never went to a show there before or after, shortly after the venue closed. International Ballroom? No, I went to a bunch of shows there. Okay. No. I saw Slayer, Biohazard, Machine Head there. I saw Primus there. I saw Danzig <laughs> and Gore there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back in high school. But so we, so anyway, we, we, went, we went to the show, and we caught whom I thought was Tear It Up, but uh, uh, I guess not. But then, later, <laughs> but then later we ended up playing with you guys in New Orleans, and uh, mm -hmm. later on it, uh, we saw you guys at Thrash Bash the, uh, mm -hmm. up in North Carolina. And so that's where the joke started. It was just like, well, I've never seen Motley Crue. Who can I blame for my <laughs> bad decision? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, the New Orleans yeah. show, I remember uh, – we were all super drunk and cr you know just crazy. I was at the Dixie Tavern, and that place yeah. got destroyed in, in uh, Katrina. Katrina. That, that was the last of it. Uh, there, there's a, a fake live. Uh, I mean, I can spill tea, and I think everyone knows this. Uh, there's a fake uh, live rights record. It was live in the studio, and they claimed it was live at Dixie Tavern because they knew the venue was yes. gone, oh, so that wow. no one could, you awesome. know, like no way to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that place was awesome. awesome. That place was awesome. I love that idea. That's awesome. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the just like live in the studio and just yeah. say it was live in New Orleans. I could be live wherever. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. the only time I saw the rights uh, was at Silky's with Cut the Shit, and I was completely blown away by them. And, and but my big takeaway was like, yo, that dude's covered in band logos. Like he's got oh, an yeah. insane amount of band logos yeah. tattooed on. Yeah, him. yeah. Have you seen Reason of Insanity though? Because there was a lot of band logos yeah, there. Yeah, this this fool's got uh, Los Crudos. Howie, Warm. our singer, has triple the band logos on his body than I do. Like, yeah, he's had, he's had like poison, poison idea written on him and stuff like that. Poison idea, lip cream, gizm, United Mutation. Like, oh wow! Ev I mean, head to toe is band logos. Bob Cern even talks about it, like in his, in in his book. Uh, oh. uh, uh, he's a sh he's literally a walking shrine to hardcore. Oh come on, that's <laughs> it was insane. septic. It was my takeaway. 
it was yeah. my takeaway of that show. Besides Weezer cover band getting the best reaction and headlining the show, yeah. and that, that dude had just like, Weezer, by the way. Yeah, and that dude just had like always an idea written on him. It's like cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 yeah that was a great one. That's a perfect like to the point tattoo because I, I I still maintain that poison idea was the or at least I'll I'll say this. Uh, Feel the Darkness is the best American hardcore album. Well, see, and that's the thing. That's where all the uh, difference in opinion comes in, right? Because that's more like the metal one. So all the people that are like, kind of like, uh, all the differences in ideas of uh, like, minutiae of what exactly like, hardcore like, is. Like people are like, oh, that's not even a good one, you know? Yeah. Like, you know man, what I'm saying? Like, like pick your king and shit. Quality-wise, it's up. To, it's like it sounds so different. Uh, uh, the, to pick your king, but they're so high quality and both so well done that it's yeah. like. Well, they're could, different ideas, right? I mean, yeah. it's a different, it's a different kind of like idea of what you're trying to do. Like either like a fast raw, just like get it out there. Like Dean Johnson's drumming, just just plowing ahead, straight forward. And Slayer Hippie's got a lot of, you know, nuanced stuff going on. Well, and, well, and, it, and I mean, just the difference between close mic drums and room mic drums, and you know, close mic guitars using every everything mic with SM58s. Like uh, Jack Control would always tell me, he was like, "Dude, it's not it's not even a punk record unless you mic'd everything with SM58s. Mm. If you did anything other than that, then it's bullshit. It's it's not even <laughs> punk rock." But it, it's funny because like I I didn't get into this through metal i found metal later on in life i'm like oh this is cool but poison idea was always like okay that's that is a hardcore band that's a hardcore album and it's it's the perfect mix because they're it's not crew associated so you don't look back on that and be like oh well they were dms or this or that it was it was was a totally different idea than that but that's what i'm saying and so it's just it's pure nihilistic hardcore done in a in a clean understanding way with like like just fucking perfectly executed perfectly plastic like a metal just to get away has the punk feeling and And, and that's what it is that's what's so cool and and dude i mean all the records that's what's so great about them dude kings of punk yeah just nothing but bangers front to back i I listen to war all the time a lot war all the time is kind of like yeah like not as produced as feel the darkness but more produced than think kings of punk is that the one like Nothing is over. That ba da na 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 ba da da da. Is that on War all it's the time? Got, I believe uh, that is. It's got. Uh, it is it, is it open with the no, Hangover Heart Attacks on the uh, Ian McKay record? Um, it's got. It has the Motorhead cover on it. It's yeah. like. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's. I and, can't and think of it now. But on, on the yeah. timeline, it's after. It's, it's after, after Field Kings of, Dark. of Punk and it's after, after Field yeah. of Darkness, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So I yeah. think that's why it doesn't get as much attention. It's a banger, too. Yeah. That's what I was getting at was just all of the albums are a little different. All of them have something different to offer, and they're all just just awesome, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, because, like, Derek was asking me uh, a few weeks ago, you know, who's better, Negative Approach or Poison Idea? And I, I think, like, because I'm a skinhead, I'm I'm – obligated to say negative approach but it's always been poison idea for me like negative approach is fucking raw but they're they're like they're the best one trick pony right they're yeah they're insane in that lane while poison idea has been all over the place energetically and it's like like going like like listening to kings of punk is a completely different experience than listening to fill the darkness yeah, yeah. That, uh, it's hard to compare two bands because Negative Approach, they had like the EP and the LP, right? Yeah. But, and the, but Poison yeah. Ideas catalog is like so yeah. long, you know. Uh, well, what she said with her one trick pony, I mean, 
uh, there's nothing wrong with negative approach. No, nope. like like like, I, the, no, like the, the songwriting or the guitars or anything like that. They're still but like, so let's get good. real. It's yeah. all those fucking vocals. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. It's just yeah. like dominating fucking and, the and, heaviest and early still 80s. They're so good too. Live. They're, they're still early so 80s good. vocals. Well, dude, and that's what I'm saying. You go watch him right now, dude. That guy just can bury any 20 year old. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal sounding. Yeah. Now I saw uh, at the Circle Jerks Seven Seconds Negative Approach a few months ago. Yeah. They were just, just. Crushing. I'm man. trying to. I, I saw him. I want to say like uh, maybe seven years ago at uh, Fitzgerald's, like before they knocked down Fitzgerald's. We we played well, that. Prime uh, Wave played that show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. there wasn't too many people there, and I just remember like Amazing. being able to sit like right in the center. Woo! Right, right in the center. What are you talking yes. about, baby? Oh, baby, I've got that on the blue. The, but so the okay, so. King. I've got that with the blue. Oh, yeah, now man. between those two, if I got to pick between those two, I'm going with the negative approach EP. No. I got. I gotta go pick. I gotta I'm go sorry, pick. I'm not That's it's a hard choice, but man, I gotta go pick your king. I, I'm go. I'm going to pick your king, but I. They're, they're both perfect. They're neck so, and neck. So listen, though. am I right? Is this the pressing info? Am I right? I know this may be kind of a noob sounding question, or maybe I just got ripped off. But I bought. <laughs> yeah, I bought that uh, the pick your king with the blue cover, which was I think supposed to be like the first pressing, but they released it as the second pressing. Is that true or not? So it's the, black uh, with a red vinyl? label. Or, the one I have is black with a red label with a blue cover. Oh, blue cover. I, yeah. I've been told that the black vinyl is first, but I believe it's supposed to still be a white sleeve with black vinyl. But I think they clear no. is what like came out. First. I think was what they released first, but I think the black vinyl was sitting there waiting. Fuck! I wish I've I heard, had it I've heard, here. I've heard that. I, yeah, I have it at my house. I should have brought. I should have fucking brought it. Well, I wouldn't have known to bring it. Yeah. I was gonna bring all my tear it yeah. up. Why, so yeah, why? And then, and then approach. You're also gonna want uh, black label, not okay. red. Black, black ink, not red ink. Black ink, not red ink. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think I could ever touch the negative approach. I think that goes for a little more. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't get. I, I couldn't get it now. For more. Now, yeah. 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 I, it's I like have, if you didn't have it ten years ago. That's yeah, weird. That's I'm, a weird, not it. <laughs> it's a weird thing about records too. Like old records, like uh, you know, when you would search on eBay, you know, put it on the KVD, and like all the hardcore records would come up too. But it's like it's it it takes like something to happen. Like the Special Forces LP, right? That was like it came out in the '80s, and it just stayed like kind of a. $20 record to even a dollar bin record at some you know and it was just kind of an under the radar unknown until a couple years ago like just some collectors and some internet people discovered it and now it's $250 yeah, Dude, and, yeah. And that, that band was fucking insane that was the one with Tim Armstrong he briefly was in the band but, towards the, uh, the end. Yeah. But that singer, uh, Orlando. Orlando, yeah. Orlando started an yeah. insane Oi band uh, called Intrepid AAF Against All Fascists. They oh, did yeah. one seven inch, tough as nails, and then, uh, and then called it quits. And I think he did United Blood, too. Hell yeah. But, like, it, but it, it's all been, like, to me, like, slightly under the radar, not as much hype as it should get. Yeah, until band. recently, I've seen yeah. the, the the World Domination 12 inch. It's a 12 inch EP. Uh, it's one of the best records. Like it's in my top five of like everything. But it's just forever. It was just kind of like an unknown, and then uh, just all of a sudden, you know, boom. You know, same thing well, with like I the mean, fix. I'm sorry. Bootlegs do a lot of that. Bootlegs do a lot of that stuff too. So yeah. like your you'll get your kill by hardcores will come out, and then people will seek those out. I had a. Do you, I, I, sorry to interrupt you. Do you know did Stuart Schroeder put put those out? The Killed by Hardcore compilations. 
uh, Game of the Arseholes. Do you remember that? Uh, he was from New Jersey. Nope. It was Game of the Arseholes. I, I mean, I, I'm, I went to, I was friends with him. I saw the piss with him. Like, I've known him since I was 15. Okay, uh, okay. So he, did he put those out? No comment. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> What's the statute of limitations on that shit? Um, <laughs> so, uh, I just like you know. We're, we're, I, w- I would okay. just like to know. Is, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the thing because they're great compilations. Yeah. The last <laughs> gas mask. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, okay, uh, I traded tapes with him a few times. Uh, I I, uh, I used to. Hang, I mean, I talk to him still. Like, but I. I met him at a show in probably like 95. I've known him a long time. Cool. Okay, I didn't mean uh, to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Uh, can, can but yeah, I mean, there's those kind of bootlegs. There's There was a CD called like World's Finest Hardcore. That yeah, had I got like that. The, the Neos. The Neos, the, uh, Clip Boys, um, Vatican. Uh, is Vatican Command? No, no, no. Uh, no Neos, uh, Clip Boys, Necros. Uh, Owen 7-inch, the Fart 7-inch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clip Boys, we said that. I don't know. But yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like those records, the Clip Boys record was, you know, like a $20 record. And then it's like, oh, now you want, people are going to seek it out um, from like bootlegs and stuff like that. But I mean, I didn't know about those records either. Like, yeah, how, much, either. Them, but... how, how much does like Cleanse the Bacteria comp go for now? I think, I think around like 50, 50 bucks. It, it, it depends because it was a it was a dub like there's also a bonus 12 inch uh, and then like the oh. poster that that'll be more I've seen it for like as cheap as like 35 bucks. I, I have it with a po- or I had it with a poster, but I traded it for a really red. Uh, what it was original and like good condition. Oh yeah, I get fucked over. The bacteria is kind of easy to find, I think. Okay, okay, good. I mean, sorry, Texas, but like the really red. New strings roll puppets also on that that uh, bootleg. Um, that seven inch I think is like perfect. I think the other material is cool, but I think that seven inch. Taste is the like fear, I think, is excellent. what I have. Or is it? No, it's not. What's it called? Uh, teaching no, you the fear. Uh, teaching you the fear. That's what it's fear, called. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, another. Yeah, that's great. Sorry, stuff. just I, while I'm around some record people, I ask a couple questions. I guess the Killed by Death compilations and Bloodstains, those came out in like the early 90s. Yep. Those are the reasons. Yeah. And like the GTA compilations, the CD comps, that's how I know about mm-hmm. Tariq Cadet and Raw Power and White Cross. And like, just, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. It's those reissues of like bootlegs and stuff that turn people on and then they and then they start searching for the record. And the next thing you know, it, it costs like a paycheck, you know. What about the yeah. Gulf Coast Massacre comp? That's one of the best. That's that. That's a dollar bin record still. Oh, okay, good. Thankfully, good, good so kids shit. can still, can still kid, poor kids can still buy it. <laughs> well, you know they. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't imagine this happens in hardcore that much, but I know a couple records I have. Like if they get identified by uh, by audiophile people, as like, oh, this is a good one to showcase your little system. Like oh the home yeah, records yeah. and stuff like that. It's that makes them really expensive, but, but probably not a problem for this. But but I think another thing that ends up drawing more attention and 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 hype around um some of these old uh dollar bin bands is <clears throat> whenever uh i'm trying to think of the name of the other record label but labels like radio rahim um, yeah. do these like really appropriate uh reissues the and psychos the psychos one the I'm thinking, but, but what i'm thinking about is is the one that just recently came out the ak-47s did radio oh, what is that? that? No, like a, no. But the badge I, means you suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, splattered Records yes, did that. Splattered oh, Records. Wow. Yeah. How many of those were made? I didn't even know about it's that. It's so 
fucking good. Yeah, I mean, it's so there, good. Is there more songs besides? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My machine and that. Yeah, there's more songs, and it sounds it sounds uh, completely different than that single. Okay. Uh, it's oh, so it's good. Cool, it's trippy. It's, yeah, it's all spaced out and but, weird. But, but also still the, punk. the booklet that comes with it is is the booklet. They, there's a little newspaper yeah. article yeah, talking it. about yeah. how HPD sued records. them. You know the story about no, AK-47 cool. getting sued by the Houston Police Department, and they took all the copies. They had to turn them in, right? Yeah. So when I don't the, think I knew that. So when Badge Means You Suck came out, um, you know they're the. Uh, uh, HPD's slogan was the badge means you care at the time. It was like 1980 in Houston. And there was the controversy about the throwdown revolvers, police police shooting people and planting confiscated guns on them and saying, you know, this well, and that. And shit, hold on. D they, don't they talk about Joe Torres? Yeah, and, yeah by and name. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so HPD sued him, and uh, AK-47 won the case, and I think the reason – I'm pretty sure the reason why they won the case is because they used their like fake punk names, like you know, Johnny Puke or whatever you know, like yeah. fake punk name you yeah. put. And so because that was the name on the record, they weren't held liable to any. And so HPD like lost the case, oh. which is uh, and in wow. in in the inlay of that of that uh, reissue, it has a little newspaper article kind of talking so, about. So they that. never confiscated the copies. I thought that that was a thing that they made may it more have. Rare. But uh, it's like unsold copies. Had but been. ultimately, I remember the the case like the band won. You know. Yeah. Okay. They but might I, have got their copies back or something. Who knows? Hey, you know who didn't win was Dead Horse. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they? I think they got audited by the IRS, and they just like that was really? that. Yeah. Because they had a lot of momentum going for them. Yeah. Yeah. They were blowing like, up. The, like after uh, what was it? Wow. How are they gonna audit a band? It's I, weird. I think it was just like uh, they saw. Uh, Dimebag Daryl wearing a dead horse shirt in a video, and they're like, "These motherfuckers selling some shirts now." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happened. Wow! <laughs> I'm just some making IRS shit up. I'm making like shit up. No, but yeah. really, they got yeah, some IRS dude yeah. like at the show. Just yeah. like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> we're, we're gonna check them out, man. They're getting paid too much. <laughs> now, I know there was something like that. There was something that like kind of put a bump in the road for those guys because they were doing really good, and it like took a lot of momentum from what they were doing. I I've never had a band that would be auditable that would be that I've never had any money to think that it would like you'd ever come back on me like they've all been losses. That that's what I was thinking too because like no, I think that's what the problem was is that there wasn't a whole lot of money left. They were like, uh, <laughs> we're not yeah. rich, yeah, you know. But I, I think about like in you know what what I in the most what I would deem successful bands I've been in. It's like what tiny bit of money we get it's like oh, okay well that goes to get more merch or okay now we got to go record something that's going to the studio there's never been like a man fuck i made a few thousand bucks off that band yeah i'm paying, <laughs> no, no. I'm paying for some bills yeah, yeah. <laughs> go buy a boat might get a one-off show a one-off <laughs> lucky show where you can like pay your phone bill uh, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and get gas, but like that's that's about but it. You like yeah. can't tell no one else in the band. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Somebody in the I'm, band. I'm embezzling the shit out of this. <laughs> I, I remember Felix Havoc had something where they tried to audit him because they're like, "You've done this label for X amount of years, and you've never turned, you've never claimed a profit." He's like, "Yeah, I know, you know." And then it was just like, no I think they audited him. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, he didn't do this to like get rich." Like. Havoc was like he did his construction business to like make his real money, 
and Havoc was just like a labor of love. Dude, I, I I fucking love Havoc Records, and and speaking yeah, of Havoc Felix, had like so many tough ass releases. Yeah, I love and it. good tapes. They they sold uh, bootleg tapes. But oh, speaking oh, speaking oh, of Felix yeah. von Havoc, like great one. So uh, going back to Natsuo, I remember a DS13 Power Butt show at Natsuo. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. And oh. so I yeah. think that's two thousand. So check this out. So so uh, Felix von Havoc Bruh. did uh, a couple of Code Thirteen songs with Power Butt. And it was oh, really? fucking insane. Oh, shit. Yeah, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And now Code 13's doing shows again. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that either. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I, think, I don't think they're back. I think they're just doing, like, literally, like, oh, we, we're doing, like, a thing in Europe. And we're doing New York and Minneapolis, and that's it. Because I think they don't all live in the same places. So I, I can't imagine they're trying to do this all, you know, for real. But, but to me, like, for the, for the band punk rock semi-retirement plan, that's perfect. Every so often get an offer to go do Europe or an out-of-state show. Like, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Living the dream. I'm like still I'm, getting my shoulder and back fucked up by cramming into like a small car to go drive around Canada or random spots and like, sleep on floors, yeah, wake up in the yeah. cold. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 surprised. That so many people at the IRS are like got their finger on the pulse of punk. They can smell five thousand dollars like you can smell a dime. That's great. I mean, they know. They know, bro. So <laughs> the IRS hires punks, dude. They know. Canada. What's that? What? Same people that work at like border crossing spots in Canada. Oh, just want to like really know what shows are coming through and who's on tour. <laughs> God, yeah. dude. deep cover, dude. Who well, they, they got what's his fucking name, didn't they? Daniel uh, from the Day Glow abortions. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. no, you're never coming back. Yeah, they tried to come to the to the U.S. Well, there's a theory I have. You know that there's a song by Rupture, "Maximum Rock and Roll" is the CIA. Which I don't necessarily believe that theory, but <laughs> that's interesting. But you got to think that yeah. the FBI or the CIA, you know, they have a file on punk, and you know they're oh, keeping track of it because in early punk days, it was like a real threat to the, you know, yeah. like people were actually scared. I, I mean, of just punk. watch Chips, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quincy yeah. Punks. Uh, the fucking yeah. the band Pain. <laughs> yeah. I dig Pain. <laughs> but, it takes a guitar neck and knocks a mic stand over. Yeah, yeah. but you gotta think awesome. like so the FBI building is right off 290, close to close to where I live, and I, and every time I see it, you, oh no, I know it, it's it's set back far enough though. Yeah, so they don't the, go. Hmm, what is that? It's yeah, got it's, all the the green fireproof shit all yeah, over it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But every time I see it, I'm like. I wonder what info they have of, of punk in there because you know they have something like yeah. you know if it, is it just like sex pistols are bad or is it just like <laughs> yeah. you know uh, you know uh, keep tabs on you know fucking uh, whoever you know like or if it's just like Josh Wolf with like this like three fucking paragraph <laughs> three page thing <laughs> last page not a threat just make sure he doesn't hurt anyone uh, or himself well, I want to say there was someone because of freedom of information did a thing and got like the files on black flag because it had been Ugh. long enough that everything and so like their surveillance and it, it was like it was like reading cop reports so it was like i'm like i can't actually read this because it's yeah. it's not interesting enough yeah. but uh, I, I i remember being released being and thinking i was going to read it and then losing interest pretty quickly wow. but yeah they were you know surveilling and everything well so. i know i know there are roi records at the library of congress because bob surin who runs burrito records uh. he uh would send a copy of uh, every uh, burrito record when he'd get them in he would send one to the library of congress oh yeah and uh 
And I guess that's a thing you do if you like put out records. You know, you send one to the Library of Congress, and the well, Library of Congress the- used to record music. That they, they used to basically go around the South and like, like this is what's happening right now in blues music or folk music. No shit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I have but no idea. I, I I don't know when they stopped doing that, but I know that was a thing they did. Like, yeah. Led Zeppelin got all their ideas. Yeah, they because I know they did it tied in too with the uh, Lead Belly, and I know that there was a song or two that Woody Guthrie recorded that was recorded by the Library of Congress. That place fascinates me. I was jamming Woody Guthrie last night. All the shit they got in there. They got like ancient, like ancient Egyptian shit up in there, dude. The Library of Congress. (laughs) They got shit they're not even going to. That we don't even know, bruh. It's like the Vatican, dude. Yeah, like the Vatican. <laughs> well, but but going back to the uh, CIA thing, like they yeah they've already been keeping tabs on punk and like pop music. You you look at what happened in the '80s and the whole unveiling of of them essentially writing the Scorpion song "Winds of Change" to combat <clears throat> communism. Oh, yeah. Weren't they on that list of uh, that Russian list of like uh, bands? You ever seen that list on the internet of bands not to permit in Russia, and it's like shit like, uh, like Scorpions, but it's also like, like Frank Sinatra, like you know, yeah, super innocent yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. It's For some, sure. I don't know. They got all the R.A.C. Like bands thing? on there. Oh, so, yeah, there's, one, a, yeah, there's a fair amount. There's a whole genre of this. You guys should look into it of uh, <laughs> rock music against that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. All, all the R.A.C. guys on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there, there's an inter- interesting series breaking down like how there's so much info, overwhelming amount of information showing that like yeah, CIA agents actually did help write Winds of Change so it could be propaganda against communism and the fear of it spreading over into the U.S. I didn't know that. And so then, then there was like a hair metal festival that they ended up help, the government, U.S. government helped to throw in oh. Russia. Yeah, with Gorky the Park. Moscow. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Gorky Park. Freedom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. was supposed to be like, you know, let's let's pump up uh, the American ideal and capitalism and excess and all this other stuff. So, you know, God forbid anybody think otherwise. And like, and it was like this massive party they threw. Yeah, like Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, like all Scorpions, like all the the names of that time period. But it was still a little late. It was like ninety or eighty nine, right? Like, yeah, whenever, when, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I guess remember just, I remember like Winds of Chains and like all that being like in MTV rotation. Yeah, like I remember the song. I just had no idea about that story. Yeah, they also say Gorky Park in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. that was, that was the Russian band, right? Wasn't that the the, oh, yeah, the yeah. Russian hair metal band that was like Correct. that played the festival as well? Yeah, because I remember they were playing like Gorky Gorky Park videos on MTV around that time, and it was like. It didn't work. Like we didn't yeah. all become fans. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't catch on. Gorky Park yeah. didn't catch yeah. on, man. But I mean, as far as bands from Russia I can name, top of the list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sure. a. What was that song? Virgin. What was that one band that was really good? They're probably not even from. I'm sorry, never mind. From Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this one Russian band that's really. There's a band called Naive that Maximum Rock and Roll Records That's on Red Eye. From, you know what from I'm Russia? talking about? It's like from a Russia. Punk, punk uh, it was okay. And then there's a band called Persian no. that had a seven inch in '91. That's it sounds like the Neos basically. Oh, tough. Uh, like the Neos on like uh, Angel Dust. You know, it's it's insane sounding. But uh, and then. They were one of those punk bands that stayed around for too long and then ended up sounding like real bad later on, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Persian. There's not a lot of Russian. I've 
I want to hear Chinese punk bands. Punk bands, and I know they, I know they <laughs> exist, but I've never heard any punk bands from China. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I know they exist. Punk exists everywhere. Yeah, have to. I saw a chain to. of strength hoodie on a on a kid riding on the back of a moped in uh, Batam, Indonesia. I was oh, like, oh, in in punk, is, punk is huge in Indonesia yeah. right now. Punk, hardcore, all that. Yeah. 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 That, that was a while ago. That was like 10 years ago. I saw a mad ball in Bangkok. Holy oh, shit. Whoa. Was that? Was oh, you, you would what, see a mad how ball big in was Bangkok. That? I'm sure. How big was that? <laughs> it was a decent sized venue. And uh, it was a good show. I mean, so I was there with my friend Paul. And we were just like looking for stuff to do. And we're like, okay, uh, Sepultura is playing tonight. Let's do that. Oh, Madball is playing tonight. Yeah, we're going to go to that. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I would... remember sending Riley pictures because there was two Power Trip shirts at the show. Oh, so, yeah. So, I, I, I'm, so I, I, you know, it was like a creep being like, hey, can I take a picture of your shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, no, it was cool. And then I saw Madball like – you know, uh, at South by Southwest, like one of those Thrasher showcases. And I told Freddie and Hoya, like, oh, I saw you guys in Bangkok. And they were both like really stoked on that. Yeah. What, what was the but venue yeah, like in Bangkok? Rock club, total yeah. rock club. Yeah, yeah. And they had a, like, they were like, not like in the mix of the crowd. Like they were, you know, in backstage and they had like a lot of their boys there. Like they were having a great time. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, I had it figured I mean, out. Mad Ball's always, I've never seen a really like bad mad ball show, so it was cool. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, they're always pretty airtight with their with their sets. Yeah. But uh, so switching lanes a little bit, like I guess it was somewhere around the maybe last summer that I got hip to Planet on a Chain and was checking out the demo online and was just like, like over the moon stoked that you were still doing stuff because I was I was keeping up with obedience and. And uh, everything happening with that yeah. shit, but um, like, how did Planet on a Chain come about, and like, what members are involved? Because you live in Austin right now, but yeah. the rest of the guys don't. Correct. They're all okay. in San Francisco, Oakland area. Okay. Um, so uh, Brian, the guitar player, was in a lot of bands, and he was in like, look, but everyone in the band. The, the, like there's a, we had recently added a second guitar player, so we're gonna act like he's not part of this conversation because it's easier. Um, the uh, but the other members of the band were all in Look Back and Laugh. Oh shit! Fuck yeah! So Brian played bass in that. But he Wait, is Paul guitar. in that band? Paul, no, there was no Paul, Paul in. It was uh Paul Rivas. Casey, Wat Casey. Casey Watson was in, yeah. was in was in Look Back and Laugh, but he's okay. not in Play on a Chain. Okay. But the same drummer, this guy Moses. Um, was in both those bands. Tobiah, that sang and, and look back and laugh, plays bass, and Brian, who played bass, plays guitar. So I've known Brian probably. I probably met him in the late '90s, but I really didn't like meet him for real until later because he was in Talk Is Poison. Oh, so sure. I saw yeah. them. That's a great. He was in Dead and Gone. He oh, the first Dead and Gone seven inch with the with the with the smokestacks. Uh, that I used to have that record, man. That was that's uh, that it started with that like weird like guitar melody. Hell yeah! Sorry, yeah. I'm and, keeping and it. He was in a, he was in Special Forces at the very in some like later lineup as a side note. Oh wow! Real quick, Dead and Gone had members of Blats, right? I'm not sure. I believe I don't. I believe so. I should know because my my dudes, but like uh, fuck. Like, I think. I th 
Yeah. They, I mean, they were another like early '90s to late '90s uh, Bay Area band. Yeah. Um. So, but Brian is just a dude I've known for a long time, and I think just like you know, internet chatter, just talked. We, him and I, have, like talked about doing a project casually for a long time. COVID, you don't have anything else to do, so it's just like, yeah, let's just do something. And Brian and Tobiah are married, and then Moses is like. You know they're they're all in another band together. So Brian just was like, oh yeah, we should do something. And then just like sent me like ten songs. I was like, okay, I guess we're doing that. Um, so then I just had to write a lot of lyrics. And just to date, I've only ever practiced with them once. Um, hey, so that's a move that we were talking about. Singer, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it's like yeah. singer really didn't I mean, have I, to show up. Yeah, practice every week go and do like karaoke style band practice yeah oh yeah hell yeah i because i because i need it i mean i'm gonna blow my voice out anyway but if i just didn't sing for eight months and then just like okay here i go again i'm gonna do three shows like i wouldn't work um <laughs> so so yeah i mean but they they, they like record stuff like the both the demos were recorded like at their house and then i recorded the vocals at my practice studio in austin and then the boxed in record I did actually record out there. Okay. And then that, but the D program, like the re recorded demos, I recorded the vocals at like a studio in Austin. But uh, I'll just fly out, like fly out there and play a show or play two shows and fly home. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah y'all, y'all have some shows coming up with Drop Dead in August, right? Yeah. And we're going, I don't know when this comes out, but I'm flying there Friday. Okay. So today, behind the curtain, today is a Sunday. I'm flying there Friday to play Sacramento, San Francisco, Fresno next weekend. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Go, go to the colony. I love that spot. That's a yeah. Benny spot from the hoods. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I've never yeah. been there. I'd, I'd love to go. That venue is fun as shit to play. It's so oh, fun. Oh, yeah. I played there with, with Reeks. Crowded show, the stage is some good bounce. You know, it was, it was fun. Yeah. There's like a straight like time capsule 90s vegetarian restaurant on the same block. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we're playing Kilowatt in San Francisco, and I don't know where okay. we're playing in Fresno. Okay. I haven't had a proper San Francisco show in years, but I, I love really? that city. Yeah. Where would, where would you guys play? You guys wouldn't play San Francisco if you go out there? So so i've never played a bar out there um this is ages ago it was some diy venue um mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything like what is there like bottom of the hill stuff like it wasn't anything like that um mm-hmm. or the Parkside is another one right yeah, played, yeah. i play Parkside. yeah yeah so um, i never i never got to play any of those spots but when was the last time liberty justice went out there uh the last time we went out was well the last time we went out to california was november uh last time we were in northern california was august but we like we played um sacramento san jose and los angeles all right yeah we did like and and no reason i don't know it just hasn't worked out that way you know Mm -hmm. yeah bucky got back to me oh what did he say so (laughs) You are correct. I am mistaken. <laughs> the, uh, it was that Code 13 thing? It might have been uh, D- 
DS13? Yeah, so it was DS13 Power Butt, but then they did a Code 13. So Felix was there, and they did a Code 13 set with Power Butt. <laughs> that sounds about right. For years, I've been being like, remember that band Tear It Up? They're the reason I've never seen Motley fucking crew. Yeah. For years, for 20 years. Yeah. I'm so just kidding. I'm glad, I'm glad we could clear that up, and it's not my fault. I got so I got so many so, people well, to go back, go back and back tell. And, you can just go back and just go down I had homies list. being like, I'll never listen to them again, bro. I was just like... I, I want, I, Instagram like notes app screenshot where you're like, hey, I'm gonna take some time to myself. Sorry about what I, I, I need to reflect. Do I hurt with this? Yeah. yeah. I need to reflect. So apologies to you. Yeah. No, I'm just, I just I never truly blamed it on you, but I was always like, I was always like, man, I never saw Motley Crue. I didn't care at the time, but I really wish I would have seen them. But we went and saw Tear It Up instead. But then we played with them like two times uh, later on. But Shit, uh, how many more? How many more memories of mine are scrambled? Mine, are, are, hor mine yeah. are horrible. Every yeah. time now, it's it's. That's why I had to stop telling stories. Every time I tell stories, people Something's are like, wrong. people are like, dude, that's fucking wrong. Like that guy <laughs> wasn't there. He wasn't there. No, you didn't beat up anybody. Uh, actually, someone threw something at you. You know? And I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? So I, actually, I don't so, remember that at all. So I know, I know you can help us with this. Uh, before you showed up, Josh and I were talking about the blank seventy-seven. Uh, oh, uh, when we got Ross. smashed. Ross, uh, Ross. Ross Sewage did it, right? Ross Sewage did it, and That's he said he took off a suicidal tendencies record off the turntable. The guy from Blanks, Mike, Mike Blanks, did. yes, yeah. took the record I, off. I saw him last week, and he said something. So he said some bad shit happened to him in Houston back and in the nineties. Ross said, "Hey, welcome to welcome to Houston." And he smashed Fucking him with the with the pitcher. pitcher. Yeah, I heard that Mike Blanks was saying something about. Uh, the the story I heard was it was after the antiheroes gig and uh -huh. uh, and he was at the bar saying something like, um, "All you Texas punks are a bunch of rednecks" or uh, something like that. But um, um but the suicidal tendencies record. Who knows? I wasn't. I, I don't know. I wasn't the that's such a funny like weird detail that someone would be playing suicidal tendencies. But I thought it was Ross, and that's why he was well, involved. Yeah, well, like I, know, I heard that Ross something. was the yeah, one. This yeah, guy, yeah. Ross Sewage, was a, just a gnarly motherfucker. Is he, uh, is he still alive? I don't even know. I don't know. He tried to pee on me once. He tried to pick, no, was, he tried to, he tried to my pick sister, my pocket once. My sister this got really upset shit. at him. Yeah. Evangeline? Yeah, yeah she yeah, was yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? I was yeah. like outside, passed out. Tell place. Mike, next time you talk to Mike Blanks, tell him the guy who smashed him has a very bad reputation in Houston. I know they were looking for him. There was like a $500 reward for him. Well, so they, they, I saw the blanks a ton when I was like 15, 16, you know, um, New Jersey, at the pipeline. Oh yeah. All yeah. the, all, a lot like VFWs, Coney Island, pipeline, all, all the, the wetlands, all the, the venues. Um, I probably, I probably hadn't seen him since we'll just be generous and say 1998, but probably 97. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, I saw him around the time. Uh -huh. I did show in Brooklyn, like last weekend, last Friday, last Thursday, I don't know. Last no, last Friday, and I I haven't seen the dude in twenty five years. I'm like, hey Mike. He looks at me, pauses for like five seconds. He goes, hey Dave. I haven't seen this dude in forever, and I was a hundred percent maybe a high school senior the last time I saw him. Oh, it's like wow. yeah, that dude remembers my name. Interesting, cool. Wow. I, 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 I love that dude. Like uh, him and Johnny are really really good people um and, and the first time i i got to meet him because i, I like i no not that johnny but it, uh i so i grew up listening to blank 77 all the east coast 
stuff. I would look at like uh, show listings at the pipeline, and I'd start checking out bands, look at Headache Records mm -hmm. rosters. So like the first headache time I, record. I yeah I met him, I was uh, <laughs> uh, starstruck in a, in yeah. a you know as much as you can be in punk rock, and like he he's a good dude. We ended up pl uh, playing with some form of a Blank Seventy Seven lineup at. Uh, in Houston at Trip Six, the December before last. Oh yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. the the Pucks was fast. It was fucking awesome though. They they played like people were going off. They played uh, all the hits. Played Chelsea Girls and um a uh, bunch of shit from Tanked and Pogoed. It was awesome. I had their all demo. The oh well, yeah. uh, so I I ordered their demo tape, like you know, cassette demo tape, in, in like '97 from Total Fucking Pogo Punk Records was the uh, name. And he sent it to me in an envelope, like you'd put a letter in, like a letter to Santa Claus, like a regular letter. Like my mom, my mom knocked on my bedroom door. She's like, Joshy, you got something from Total Fucking Pogo Punk Records. And it was the cassette, the Blank 77 cassette in a, in a white letter envelope with a button. And it was like, it was, it was so sick. It wasn't awesome. smashed? No. Oh, that's it was, awesome it, it got there and got it not. Yeah. yeah. On a on a weird mail. I mean, I I knew that dude. I would go to his house when I was like a teenager. He was super. Oh, we were punishing him, I'm sure, and he was super nice. Um, I just got a seven inch by that Brooks band. Oh yeah yeah. He came in a padded envelope. Who who was it? Brooks, got, right? Oh. Yeah, it, it came overseas in a padded envelope. Wait, not <laughs> even a padded envelope. <laughs> just, just a padded envelope. That's it. Oh hell yeah. Packing material, like just it's fine. Yeah. No, I was like, ah, there's no cardboard. It's just, <laughs> right, well. just made yeah. it. So let me yeah. ask you, uh, uh, New Jersey related. Um, Love it. Let's go. So, um, so Headache Records, that's the Wretched Ones. That's right. That, that's their Those thing. unknown. Uh, previous. Name the roster? Yeah. yeah. Pre yeah previous yeah. to Wretched Ones, uh, the Burnt. Is yep. that the same guitar player? So. The Burnt have definitely some shared members of Wretched Ones. I don't think it's like all the same dudes, but it's a, it's at least two of the same dudes, if not three. Okay, I have some. I, I love the Burnt. Uh, actually, Stuart uh, on the mixtape I got from Stuart, he he taped me. What's that? The Where's My Head LP, the MP EP, uh, the Social Social Disease EP, and the one with like uh, I think Where's My Head. It's got horse meat and and. Uh, Where's my head? Like the LP, it's like on, got an orange cover. Okay, uh, uh, I, I don't have that one. It's two seven inches, but um, yeah, yeah. I also have some footage uh, from a VHS uh, called Free for All of the Burnt playing in a in the basement, and it's like the drummer like looks like you know like an '80s dad, like he's got like an eagle tattoo, oh, and, hell yeah. and just jeans and like an American flag behind him, and he's just like the uh, <laughs> Harry Bags uh, of the Burnt is who recorded the Teared Up demo. Oh shit! Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I love the I burnt. Them, and that's I, a band I that. I see them. Oh, like. Hey head, Dave, head you're start you're starting to cut in and out a little bit. Uh, uh, I don't know why moving my chair would have done anything. Uh, I don't know how I can make myself cut in or not. You're you're you sound good, good now. right now. Yeah, it's it's good now. Much okay. better now. I won't put my hands behind my head again. Um, <laughs> the uh, but I I saw head wound, niblick, broken heroes a ton. Uh, I mean, I went to like a headache record showcase to like what all of the active bands played and probably at Coney Island High, which closed in 98. So it would have probably been 97 or 96. Wow. Where, where did you play? Uh, where did you fill in for the Templars at? I never, I was never in the Templars. 
Okay. Did you wow. never fill in for them? You never did a gig? Nope. Oh. Dude, we, we, got... we played with them at numbers. Still waiting for the When I was in Pride Kills, yeah. Whoa. Fuck yeah. It was an oi fest, and all the bands were oi bands except Pride Kills, right? And, yeah. uh, but that's always and then good. And they made a T-shirt. Yeah. They made a T-shirt. Oh, like and they bills. fucking didn't put us on the shirt. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Thanks. It's an oi band only shirt. I was like, Whoa. thanks, Greg, because Greg was my roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, but this guy Greg sang, sang for Roots, Roots of, Exile. of Exile. Yeah, I don't, and I, you know what? I don't think they played. I think it was just that Laura, his wife, his ex-wife, was putting the show on. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, Gabe, you know, you're not an oi band, so we didn't put you on the shirt. I was like, that's awesome. And then he was like, do you want one? And I was like, no. Yeah. I don't want it. Oh, actually, that's, Red Alert played insulting. that. No, it was Red Alert, Templars, us. I don't know. And then a bunch of Houston stuff. Um, there's a late 90s New Jersey shit. Uh, there was a flyer for, like, Tennessee death threat. It says like Jesus Christ, it's death threat, and it's like a, a really like cool it, flyer. Like death threat, one word without doubling the th. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. For death threat, it was, but it was like a good like circulating like late '90s flyer, and Dead Nation also played that show and were not on the flyer. So it's like, oh, this flyer was like all over the place. One yeah. of the historic yeah. flyers that like yeah, that people see, and then you just like, fucking play that sucks. fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like added late, so it's like, oh, we're, it's like we're probably like. I don't even know if this is a TBA, but we're we also played that show and we're just not on the flyer. Yeah, like y'all weren't even a last minute edition. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think we were like apparently we were late enough that the flyer was made. Then they're like, oh yeah, and we we played that show too. Yeah, yeah, that sh- that that fucking uh, that Templars show, Templars kicked ass, but that show kind of sucked, dude, because that's when that girl said that I fucking punched her. Backstage, which, which chick? but I just like poured a beer on her head. I guess she just like felt that maybe the punch to exaggerate would, a little. Yeah, would maybe get my ass kicked. <laughs> he yeah. had he he did this motion like it was, and like <laughs> yeah. you might have clipped. No, I might have like, hit her hat or something. I was telling her to get the fuck out of the backstage, and then I was like, "You've already drank enough beers or something." And it, it got it escalated. Last who, who was it? And though? then she was walking out, and I grabbed the beer out of her hand and poured it on her head. <laughs> That was that was it, and then she went and told the bouncers out front all crying like he just punched me. Oh, she just straight up lied to get you kicked out. Yeah. Well, dude, but we were playing. I was like, I'm not going but, anywhere. Fuck that shit. Yeah. But yeah. more so than that, I man, I heard so many crazy stories about that show. Yeah, like that, that was a, and yeah, it was weird. What what year was that? I don't know. It, it was think, at numbers. I think I smoked a I joint. I love numbers. Yeah. I think I smoked a joint, and that's you know. It's a little fuzzy. Yeah. I don't. I don't like marijuana. Yeah. I don't. You know, I think it sucks because then stuff like that happens, and you're just like, "What?" I love <laughs> it so much. I love it too much. I think too much. <laughs> I love it too. I love much, it. Boy. I love it too much because when I'm out, I'm like, "Oh God." I think there's a lot to be said for the psychedelics, man. But see, I, I can't handle so much... mushrooms anymore. Yeah, it, ma- have... it makes my eyes hurt, and I want to. I want to go away. I had, a real rough one. I had a real rough one out in the desert, but I think it was because it was penis envy. And we were on these, like, uh, by White Cap, Arizona, or White Pocket, Arizona. Oh, but penis envy, the shrooms? Yeah. The ones that look like weenies. Well, weenies. Dude, it was rough, dude. That was me and old Matty Boy, dude, from uh, Spirit World. And we were in the fucking spirit world, dude. They fucking <laughs> got us. They were like, <laughs> dude, it felt like we we agreed. We discussed the experience after. During it, we were both curled up in my truck. It was like a blizzard. It started snowing real bad. We were out in the desert. And we were curled up and didn't talk for hours. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. 
<laughs> no, yeah. it was horrible. <laughs> and then we were just like, dude, it was so bad. And it felt like there was like a presence there that was like holding my head. And it was like, you wanted to see it. You want to come out here and like play play Look games and have fun. This Look at it. That's what time's like. Like when it, you know. Man, when I was ten years old, I bought a Ouija board from a fucking uh, <laughs> uh, a uh, a thrift store, and I I, you, I wanted, I wanted to connect with. I I sat there and I was just like, <laughs> Fuck please, Fuck that. like please, like I I'm willing. I will I'll. You know, I want to communicate. Like I am fucking down, <laughs> and I would sit there for hours in my room. Trying the Ouija board and nothing, dude. I'm just like, like that's what the song. I wrote a Dreamsake song about it. It's called. Um, uh, uh, it's on the album, right? It's on the album. Um, um, uh, blacklisted by the paranormal or something like that. <laughs> and it's just and it's just like, because it's like they don't want to fucking talk to me. They think I'm lame. What the fuck? <laughs> but for hours when I was ten, I had this Ouija board from the from the thrift store, and I would just be like. I'm I'm cool. I'm swear to God, I'm cool. Just talk to me. <laughs> Nothing, dude. Nothing. Dude. I love it. Well, dude. also too, it's I think bullshit. back. Like and all you had to do is eat some pizza and be in the desert. It, it's but they, banned, banned by the supernatural is the yeah. song. Banned by the supernatural. It's, banned by the supernatural. It's wild to me to think about how like Mattel or whoever made Ouija boards and like they were promoting this. It as, was like, a Mattel a, one. Yeah. It yeah. was a fun like child's game to play. Like try to connect with the dead. Well, you're like you're I was like yeah. Catholic, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So is mine. So um, your your family's probably better Catholics than mine because my my folks were just kind of like I had a Ouija board it's dumb it doesn't work we're yeah, just yeah, telling yeah. you right now it's stupid yeah. whereas like yeah. other people's parents were like you will go to hell oh yeah, yeah. Fucking, so, you will be possessed do you not. Know? yeah so my middle brother got one and my mom made him keep it in the attic. And to me, that just made it creepier because I'm like, yeah, Ouija totally. boards in the attic. Like, <laughs> like they would go up there to fuck with it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to play your Sega down here while you, you know, I wanted to make friends with ghosts. You lose so your bad. soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah straight yeah, up. Dude. But then, you know, call, Ryan. that uh, that apartment that uh, me and Brian Jackson had in Montrose. Oh, dude, that was oh, a good one. Fuck. It was, I went over there. It was a Bad News Bears apartment. And the we moved in. And the previous tenants hadn't even fully cleaned out yet. And it was a hardwood floors, old building, and they had a Ouija board painted on the floor. Oh, yeah. And I remember like trying to cover it up with a couch or a rug or, you know, and <laughs> I would come home from you work. One of those Roombas to like to turn it on and like, you know, those like self cleaning vacuums. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like an allegory. Tell me what my future life is. It's just like an allegory is. for your life. Well, you like got a rug well, but, to cover up so, the big, the yeah, big uh, unspeakable. That was like the beginning of Iron Age, and like the towards the end, sort of a me like heavy partying. So yeah, yeah, there would be some coked out nights there where I'm like, yo, fucking cover that Ouija board. Cover that yeah. shit. I'm not looking at that shit. It's getting weirded out yeah, around three yeah, in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you can't go to sleep. You're just staring but at yes, this Ouija yeah. board. No, yeah. it's like. Ooh. <laughs> Good times. I don't yeah. know why Ouija boards were not active in my life, but somehow we skipped that. It was not a thing like as teenagers we were doing or younger. Like I w definitely would have been down. I just don't think for some reason we didn't have it. Maybe my parents were too religious for it. Did you come from a religious household? Yeah, my parents got more religious as they got older. But they were like my mom still like super, both my parents are still super churchy, but my, my mom like taught Sunday school and stuff like that. Like I, okay. I went to Catholic school until high school and all, and then I didn't didn't want to. It was always me, a me too. I did the same if I was, like, path. If, if I didn't like clean up my act, then I'd have to like repeat a grade and go back go to Catholic school. Damn, uh, I never did. I never did. I called that bluff. 
I think when I was a kid, I would have done real drugs if they were around, if I would have talked to the devil if I could. I just right. don't think I had those those options, you know. And by the time they became options, like I was like, I didn't want them. You're an adult. Well, well, sort of yeah. speak speaking on a, of all that. You think like coming thing. coming from like a religious household, you think that kind of pushed you towards punk rock, or like like how did you kind of find that world and be like, yeah, this is this is my shit right here. You know, I got into it in my head like an organic way. Like I got into it through like straight cock rock, heavy metal and hard rock and then just like harder, harder, harder kind of thing. Um, but I mean, I I was like a metalhead like super young. So I mean, I think I like had that rebellious side even if I didn't like tell my parents to fuck off and like go like top trains. Like I was still like like looking for like a dark outlet so to speak the whole time that, that's, like that, even if yeah even if like acdc in like modern parlance is like super safe when you're like 10 it seems like super bad yeah yeah, yeah and it's sure. fucking rules i love ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> but so it, it i i would have never guessed that because going back to like the first time i saw you guys i was you know one of those kids that got into hardcore via punk and then found metal later. And so the first time I saw you guys, you had like kind of charged out uh, bleach blonde spiky hair. I was like, yo, <laughs> fuck, this punk rock dude is like going off in this hardcore band, stage diving, jumping around, shit like that. And and that was something, that was the thing that kind of like the linchpin that kind of got me into it, you know? <laughs> well, it's interesting because that's that none of that's like, really really all that that weird now right because there's so many melded styles right now it's, oh, it's just everybody plays with everybody guys are in punk and hardcore bands none of that's a big deal but i remember I like back like then that. being like uh uh i it, for some reason i couldn't go to the, one of the shows at mary jane's and i was like man i wonder what kind of crowd will be there i wonder if it's like crystal horn and david horn and all our friends yeah or if it's like a bunch of punk rock kids, I yeah. wonder what kind of crowd is going to be there. Just because it was like it was very divided. No, hundred percent. But I, I would always, especially for like if if you thought about like uh, I don't know like Righteous Jams or something like that coming through like a youth crew band, and you're like, this I mean, is a youth crew hardcore yeah. band. Be there because... will not be a bunch of fucking crusties at this show. Yeah, you know. But but with with your band, actually... it was like right on the edge. You know records on havoc but we also had like a split on young blood so you yeah, like yeah. you'd see you'd see like oh those two like friend and proper dudes like they definitely have the young blood split and these like punk these like crusty dudes have the havoc seven inch like sure. you can see that on tour and stuff like that like where, I mean, where people were coming from that, sure, that, sure. that's a perfect point because i knew so many youth crew kids that were into tear it up and then the amount of like tear it up patches with the with the from the the havoc ep the mm -hmm. fucking dude with the target on his head that patch i would always see on like oh, studded, yeah. studded vest tear it up also made a big impact with the like the thrash revival the old the school fast punk. core mm -hmm. like, yeah yeah, like, yeah. we were you know you, like you guys were kind of just uh like everywhere like everyone was excited to see you guys and and uh, because everyone they were loved part the of that movement but they were also touring well, yeah. and that's the thing is it was an important band because that was just right when that was starting to be like kind of cool. Yeah, it was starting to be okay for like to like to like just show your colors and like what all you liked, and you didn't yeah. have to wear certain kind of shirts. Yeah. You I love that. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I, I think the in internet has yeah. a lot to do with like all the 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 gatekeeper shit. Like I, you know, yeah. it. People say like there's not enough gatekeepers around. It's like man, that shit's dumb. Like you know, it's like, always I mean, been pretty dumb. You know, I mean, yeah. like I like With, to be. 
transparent about it. Like, like I did not have like a look per se. So like, I'm not like slagging like American Nightmare or anything like that. Cause like I would go see him and do whatever. I was friendly with him. But like, we didn't have like a uniform and we like, did I like try to wear like cool shirts periodically? Like for sure, you know? But like for the most part, it's just like, I'm wearing like sh- the same cargo shorts for seven weeks. Yeah. It's like, this is the, the outfit I wore. You know, I mean, on tour or not, I wore the same clothes every day. I didn't have like a, a, on tour, you might have like a tour outfit just for like packing reasons. I'm not going to bring like 30 shirts, but like, yeah. Um, for the most part, like we were just like, this is like, you know, uh, to quote uh, SOA, like, don't dress up for the shows, dress up when we're at home. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, this is just like, it wasn't like a packaged thing. Um, Let the music and the performance speak, not your yeah. look. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wanted to be good live and I wanted to, to play. We I mean, in the scheme of like, if you look at like, like a, a terror type band, like, we were not like road dogs in that sense, but like, we did weekends, like, generally three weekends. A month you know we would, and we would do we did two full us two full europe you know we we, tr- we try to keep busy during the, like that time period but like you know like we did seven weeks in europe and at the same time sever head of state did like 12 or some shit like oh, you know they were one there of my favorite bands like, yeah yeah they they doesn't jack yeah. they they go tour like 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 eastern europe like countries well, but, that butcher? like his newest uh, thing yeah jack control like anything now but well he was talking about moving to italy and then he went over there and then he came back and now i think he's back in austin even remember? though he sold that really awesome place that looked like an egg remember where yeah he oh, sold, yeah, yeah it was like stones looking house yeah he sold yeah. that but he lives like near westlake i believe now yeah but he lives in austin again i don't yeah. know i don't really see it much but like he, he came out and saw uh, idiot city play when we were there and yeah um, it was we had talked to him black coffee idiot city at bull mccabe's that's right yeah before yeah. bull mccabe's closed yeah yeah Wait, yeah. did Billy Milano work uh, door at Bull McCabe? No, Headhunters. Headhunters. No, he headhunters. headhunters. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. I heard that because I was working door at Beerland, and it was like across the street from Bull McCade's. No, Jack came and saw he came and saw the Pride Kill show for Wade's benefit. Oh, and okay. That's where I saw him last, and he was like, "No, I'm back in Austin now." Oh yeah, that was this past yeah. summer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the most recent time I saw. But yeah, man, he had a huge in- influence on my life. He was dating my older sister when I was 17. That's right. He dated a yeah. and my yeah. sister lived with him in Austin, and like I got to man, I mean, just so much crazy influential shit that would not have happened to me like seeing dystopia in austin and staying with them at jack's house so apparently all the tapes that uh havoc records because havoc records had these uh cassettes bootleg cassettes that they'd sell in the catalog that's where i got my acute and legacy tape and my police valtio tape Mm. and they had a bunch of like old you know rare european stuff and apparently uh jack was living in dallas back in the day and I don't know how he and Felix connected, but all the tapes that Felix, or at least most of them, or some of them, that Felix sold those badass bootlegs came from Jack. Oh wow! Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I believe that's true, and I believe you know, a lot of the, the old screens, like a lot of the bootleg shirts from the old Havoc catalog. Oh, that's same right. Year. He had. Um, but I mean, I think it's that, it, in like 1990 there was like there was like probably like six like deep heads because there was like Felix Jack. Martin, um, the one of the dudes from Disrupt. Like, Whoever? There was like a, was like a couple uh, dudes. Uh, what about James like Nunez? Oh, Hardcore James. And Hardcore James from Spasm. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Well, there's there's like, vacuum records back in the day, too, out of San Francisco. And that whoever ran that really – Bob Cern, of course, uh, you know, sound idea. But uh, 
I don't know who ran vacuum, but next to Sound Idea, that was probably like the the oh, best. I, I ordered so much stuff from Vacuum. Um, oh yeah, but like but there was a couple like weird like oh the Brian from Drop Dead like a couple like big international like record collector dudes that all like had their own weird network. So right. they all like know each other. Um, yeah. So yeah. and like I know that like. Jack and Pepper drove out to Minneapolis when like Gauze toured and Destroy toured 96. like and you know yeah they they, they a, all didn't he go with like a fleas and lice and some I don't know is it something else fuck man I remember they got in a really bad band wreck somewhere I think it was with fleas and lice in Austin no shit like, like hauling ass and it was a roundabout and like went over and just like fucking missed a roundabout altogether and just like went over it. You remember the Jack and um, singer of Blitz got uh, hit by a car at uh, in Austin. No, it's it was the guitar player from Blitz. I saw them, the but it night wasn't before. an original member. I, no, I he never was got an the, original member. He was okay. I never got the full story on that. So I saw him the night before Mary Jane's, and they got this. Um, they got this young punk kid from Dallas to do vocals. Oh, maybe it was Bread and Water. And, and the and the the show was cool. Um, but it wasn't. It was just one original member of Blitz, you know. But that was like the tour where. <laughs> they actually the first half of it they had the singer of empire falls dude and that dude's a new that dude's a nazi that's dude. what i'm getting at and so then they <laughs> then they realized like oh hold on <laughs> then they then they realized like a few shows in they're like oh this dude's sketchy <laughs> dude and, and so and so somewhere around texas they got this kid you know to do vocals who was empire falls so there was this band they played thrash bash that um in north, from carolina. north carolina they were from north Guess carolina who was so so there's a direct control song called Let's Scorch Scorch. Okay. And the, uh, is, that's the guy's name, Scorch, the Empire Falls. So Brandon at, at Thrash Bash, Brandon was drumming for Abikio Khan, this like Japanese worship hardcore band, Empire Falls, and I think one other band. This was before he joined Municipal Waste. And I watched the Empire Falls set, and it was, you know, it was all right. But uh, later, and Brandon was drumming for him. And later, I find out that you know the guy was super sketch, and and that really pissed Brandon off. So when they formed Direct Control, they have a song called "Let's Scorch Scorch," and it's about that guy. Yeah. I was just talking about that like like yesterday or something. It's crazy. Yeah. So Empire yeah. Falls had a lot of lives. They they were, you know, not that many people knew about what the deal was with them for a little bit so they play like what regular they, oi what shows they do, dude? I'm like i have I'm, something like is it no a i'm getting seven inch i'm getting to that hold, hold on, on. Life know, crew or what hold on. i know i know what you have i i know what you have so they they did like <laughs> they they have. did they did like a split cd with antagonizers all this other shit so then that scene found out that the dude was sketch and stopped fucking with them so then they started fucking heavily with Pit Boss 2000, One Life Crew, and they did, yeah, they did a split with One Life Crew. And I got it from Rick to Life yes, at a 25 yes, to Life show dude, here in yes. Houston. Yeah, it's on clear. Yes. And it's I, got them all with like the Clevo style with the fucking uh, Lincoln Town Cars yes, and whatever, yes. whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And and then he started bootlegging Pit Boss and One Life Crew LPs. Like oh, he did oh. uh, Everyone's a Winner on uh, vinyl and all that stuff. Uh, but so, but then he got outed uh with that whole group and is I, I from what i understand he's still doing things but it's all like you know white power secret underground show type there's, deals. A, there's a houston guy who's very similar he was in a band who was uh they were called the beginning of the end I yeah think? you're talking about uh jeff reno from uh whitewash 
Yes, that guy. And he was in a band, I think, called Causing Problems that ROI was billed with uh, back in 01. And Who's their guitar player? And we ended up setting up at this on, show. Uh, causing Problems. Uh, their guitar player was home dude. Uh, uh, cool dude. Uh, good guy. He was in Crawler. Uh, oh, in Crawler? Yeah, he I was in Crawler. Like Dave, Dave Ellington. Oh, I feel he like he was in Crawler. What's up? Whitewash. Naming your band Whitewash doesn't seem like you're being too covert with your your tendencies. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. with the name, yeah, and they 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 had a song called Ape Man. Like it it was bad, you know. Like, but he would try to come out to the sea. He tried to intermingle with like the the scene. Like this is during like when Insect Warfare was coming up and and, and all this. And they had he had a grind band called uh, The Beginning of the End, and he would wear he'd come out wearing a discharge shirt, and like you know. You know, just being real, you know, quiet and stuff. But like, we all knew we we're just like, no, that guy's I mean, that guy's a Nazi, and like, apparently the, he's a fighter and stuff. So we're just uh, the, just the, the drummer of of uh, the Broken Heroes was like the dude who's on the Seven Inches was a white power dude, and it was just like, oh yeah, that's just Sean. You know, he's just white power. It's fine. <laughs> like, you know, man. Whenever we, uh, which is crazy, wow. just to like loosely accept it, like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, we disagree on this, but whatever. Yeah, but like. The lineup that I got to see of, of Broken Heroes and, and, and play shows I miss, with, I miss all the good like, shit. it was it was awesome and amazing, and I love Scotty, but it was not the uh, lineup from way back then, you know. And yeah. I was I had no fucking idea until I saw them. I was like, oh, this is a completely different lineup. No, I mean, I I bought like their second seven inch like at the mall, not like from a store at the mall, but like because it was just like you could still you know skinheads and punks and goths just like hanging out at the mall and I bought it off his younger brother. Oh, uh, who's younger brother? Uh, Pete? I want to say his name was, wasn't his name Scott? Scott Slidell. Scott Slidell. Was that the bass player's name? Well, the Scott um, I'm talking about is he was, he was the vocalist up until last year. He lives in Oakland now. Um, but he, he recorded some stuff with them, but it was like the kind of the last life of uh, broken heroes. Who are you so talking like, about? Like, Bro the band broken heroes. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to say I want to say his name is Scott. Only I'm not going to like just cheat and look it up. But um, Sean was definitely the drummer. That was the Nazi dude. Um, Tim played guitar and then then switched to vocals. I think Tim's back uh, in the band. Yeah, he, I mean he was like a. Hold on, before I give you the mic back. <laughs> Who am I? Go forty-five. Dwayne Peterson. <laughs> So Bucky just I don't, uh, I don't remember the dude who either way the guitar the bass player's like younger brother was like my age and uh, I remember like he had just like seen him around and uh, he I bought it like he just like had copies like out of a book bag at the mall and I bought it yeah you know? yeah the, I'm I'm almost positive the bass player's name was Pete it wasn't I mean in I'm looking at like the media blowout seven it's like in '94 it was a dude named Scott. Who doesn't even, isn't even like an option on Discogs. Okay, well, but so he was a guitar player. Okay, okay. Well, so speaking of all that, we had just played a show in New Jersey uh, a month or two ago, and it was with the Way of, which is Junior from Hydenick Stew, which I you know I fucking love that band, so I was completely hyped to play with uh, with them. They were cool. It was like it was like a two singer deal. I knew Junior forever from because he like did the door at the pipeline. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So Bucky, uh, uh, not to go back, I keep harping on this, uh, this, uh -huh. uh, 
So it, <laughs> it was the DS13 show, but he, this is Bucky. This is, uh, this is how reliable this dude is. Coolest dude in the world. Um, he's awesome. He sold me a lot of, he sold me like, out of my first like 30 records, like probably like 20 or 25 of them. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was the one that got me into Shark Attack. He, yeah, he, yeah, he got he me into Shark Attack store. and Tear It Up and. Who else, man? Like just all that, all that hardcore at the time, yeah. righteous jams, all that shit. He knew what like each local kids were like, what they were into. So when me and my friends would go in, he'd be like, "Hey, we got this Mob Forty Seven, Sound of Disaster," and like, you know, he knew what was up. He still does. But so he writes me, August fifth, two thousand one, tear it up, fast times, just short of living, power butt, Mary Jane's. Dude, just short of living. Just short of living. They were so July guys ahead. July. Ooh. Sky's ahead. Yeah, Jason July. Tarpy from Iron Age on uh, bass. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, July thirteenth. Yeah. What was the singer's name? He gave me One Life Crew, Crime Ridden Society on Green for free. He was like, "Oh, you like One Life Crew?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude. I'm not trying to make it a big thing. Like, I'm not like yeah. huge supporter. I was like, I just like that album." And he's like, "Well, I have it on Green. I'll just bring it to you next show." And I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I'm serious." He brought it and just gave it to me. Hell yeah, <laughs> nicest guy. What was his name? I don't remember. The singer I, and, and, just short of Yeah, and I haven't seen him since then. Super, super awesome, dude. Yeah. Man. yeah. So we got July 13th, 2002. Tear it up. Down in flames. One last chance. They were good. I remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And your mistake. Yeah. yeah. Your mistake. One of the best Houston hardcore bands ever. So, so Power Butt. Wait, was Power Butt not on? Power yeah, no. Power, Power Butt was at the... Uh, the first one, uh, August fifth, oh one. Tear it up, fast times, just short of living, and Power Butt. Uh, I got. I remember getting the Power Butt tape. Yeah, and, and Powerboat was uh, Alex Hughes Alex and, Hughes, and yeah. uh, uh, Jason Wallace. Did they have the dancers with the boxes on their head? Well, yeah. So that I remember so, Alex used to wear that like plastic mask with like a jester's hat. Uh, and, uh, Alex, Alex got a teared up shirt at the first tour and then returned it the next tour. <laughs> oh, you told me so because it was the wrong return fit it? or. It was like he was like it doesn't fit right. I'm like, all right, like that's the design still. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's something like he, he like thought to do that. It's just like next time they come, I got to return this shirt. Like yeah. I just would have been like, oh my god. Ah, like, yeah. he, did, he didn't have a receipt. You know, the whole thing. Yeah. Of course to call, not. I'm gonna have oh, to yeah. call the uh, regional manager to see if we can do this return. Well, so I, show, I, I like just someone know. I don't want to take up too much uh, more of your time. Um, I I love Boxed In. I love uh, everything that Planet on Chain's doing. Like, do you have any other band news? Anything coming up? Any like um, Texas shows? No, I, I mean I'm not. I'll just say because who, who gives a shit? Uh, I remember we got asked to do those Gorilla Biscuit shows coming up, and I'm like, yep. And then that was, was like, like Section five, Hate and Raw Brigade, right? Or doing that those? That was like five. Mo- that was like five months ago, and now like those shows are happening. It's like, hey, uh, oh, uh, okay, I guess we're not. Oh, doing that's it. cool yeah, to well, do it or not. That's right. a that's yeah. a that's a very Philly Pat move. <laughs> now, yeah, but uh, I mean, he's he's fine. I'm not mad. Um, we're, so we're going to count. We're going to go to East Coast to do four shows in August. Set it like set it in stone, but we're gonna do a, a Minneapolis Chicago thing, uh, probably in like the f- October fall. I don't know before it gets miserable out there. Yeah, um, and that's probably like our year. And we might do more, like I'm, I'll maybe I'll go to the Bay again. I'd like to go to Texas, but I don't know when we'll end up doing it. I mean, once again, it'll probably be like a a Billy Pat like, hey, you want us to do three shows kind of thing, just to like so I don't have to I don't have to book it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so 
I I know that I attempted to book obedience an obscene amount of times. Um, yeah, probably through Kevin. No, through Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obedience died of COVID. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Secret prostitutes. Yeah. We played with you guys. Yeah. One of our last shows we played. Yeah. I had those submachine, secret prostitutes, submachine from Pittsburgh. Fuck. Secret prostitutes and obedience. Where was that at? It was at uh, Club uh, Club Vegas, Hotel Vegas. Hotel Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a big uh, maker of flyers and a big uh, using them, then using flyers for mail. It was Austin, yeah. Dude, I think yeah. I saw you that night. Do you remember? Very briefly, a backseat of a car. That couldn't sound sketchier. <laughs> <laughs> No, we were like, it was like in passing. It was weird as fuck. And you're like, yo, what's up? And we were like, hey, let's jump back here. And there was some uh, kid, some like GAMC guy that I didn't really know, but we like jumped in his car. For that, at that last, for at that last secret prostitute show? Oh, in Austin? Dude, was that around? Was that like when? Dude, you were there, but you weren't there for the same it, it was, show. We were both in there. Austin. I think I might've been there for the uh, Power Trip record release show. Okay. I'm not sure. The, uh, because I was, at Mohawk. That was at Mohawk. Oh, I saw trip. you! I saw you at Mohawk. Uh, yeah, in did passing. You in passing. Power trip show. What's that? You, did your prostitutes play that power trip show? No, 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 no. no. That's why I was saying we weren't there for the same show. And I saw Josh in the street, and I was like, "Hey, come over here." Yeah, yeah. I do remember seeing you uh, outside of. Okay, so that's our Here's show. Your... I do remember yeah, seeing you with lip service too. Out, outside of uh, Mohawk. I just didn't know if it was the same. Uh, the same show. I can't, yeah. remember. I can't remember. Yeah, we I can't either. Our memories. We, our, if we put our heads <laughs> together, we'll think of a real crazy memory yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> we played with Drop Dead, I think, like the day before the Power Trip show. Because it was like, I think it was like, was it Power Trip in Iron Age or Power Trip in Palers? I think it was Power was, Trip in Palers. What, for the record that, release? For that, yeah, for what he's talking about. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. It could be two separate shows. I know that we there was like shows like a Friday Saturday or a Saturday Sunday, and we played with Drop Dead at Red Seven or Barracuda or whatever it was. And okay. then there was like a Power Trip show at Mohawk. It was like so much bigger and better than the show we played. It might have been Power Trip Iron Age, and then the dude from uh, Mob, uh, what was his name? Pierce, the guy from uh, Rival Mob. Oh and, yeah, uh, those, and, uh, he Battle flew in and all that. He flew in, mm -hmm. and we were like all having a great old fucking time. That's why I broke all these teeth. Yeah. I got fucking hey. dude, okay. someone, hey. dude, hey. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. We're someone singles you out at a show and they're just they're just wrecking you, dude. I got hit like four times hard enough to see stars. And I was like, Where is he? Yeah. Where is he? <laughs> you know, like just like and whoever it was, dude, they just had my number, man. And I had these broke teeth, and I was like, dude, I better quit while I'm ahead, like, because I think they're gonna keep going until I'm dead. So it was Power well, Trip, that was Iron a power Age. Trip. That was a Power Trip show. Power Trip, Iron Age, Glue, and the Real Cost. Glue. Yeah. Oh shit, I was yeah, at yeah, that yeah. show. Yeah. I was at that show. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we were at the we, same we saw, show then. We, we, we just saw, saw each show. other I, outside. Yeah. Yeah. Did the did one of the members I, of Iron Age have a hoodie on with his hood up? While he played, probably, probably Wade. Yeah, Wade. Wade, Wade that was his thing. He'd wear a young blood hoodie. Yeah, and like, okay. yeah. yeah. I remember being like, "That looks I cool." I was, I was gonna say, I a teeth related. I was at a show and hit. I think this tooth, like one of my important teeth, I got hit in the face, and my tooth just went straight back, and mm. I just grabbed it and put it back immediately. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's okay. And and uh, five second like, rule. <laughs> My gums like turned green, and I'm like, went to the dentist. They're like, "Well, it's dead. It's gonna fall out. We can pull it, or you can just wait." I'm like, "I'll wait." 
And that was like straight up 25 years ago. Proof that dentists are bullshit. I always do it. That's why Can we just say all of medicine? Can we just say all of medicine? Western medicine is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, and when, when the seasons change, this tooth, I'll feel it a little bit. And then be like, this, 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 is the, this is the year. We Man, got a cold winter go. coming. So yeah, long. I mean, straight up. That's it's in the farmer's all the day. We got, a, we got a, good southern, uh, a, good, a good southern trick. You find yourself a Ouija board at a thrift store. Yeah. <laughs> it goes straight through this tooth. I feel it all. Like that, that's, that, that's my old bones right there. That's the best. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for for uh, for doing this. This has been fucking anytime. Awesome. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot Hell of yeah. fun. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm game whenever you want. Fuck yeah. All right, come to Houston and hang. Yeah, yeah. come hang out. We we should, about, there should be like a big show that we can all get we together. We talk about punk. We should book. It'd be fun as fuck. We should just book a show. I, I might come up for that. Uh, Burden's playing with Brigade, right? Yeah, that band kind of sucks. Brian. Let's think of a better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you did say you were gonna come to that show, the Houston one. Yeah. It was like, is it, did, did you guys and Robert Gaten, I think there was another draw on that for me as well. Uh, section 8. The, oh, Section yeah, 8. That would be fun as fuck because then Maxi yeah. Michael be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to come up for that because I haven't been to Houston in a minute. So that, when we talk that'll about be podcast, a fun show. Like, hey, Hell yeah. Like, am I doing this in person or am I doing this on the phone? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, come out to that. We'll go eat before and hang. Yeah, that'd be fun Hell as fuck. Yeah. Well, awesome. Good. Well, I look forward to seeing you, man. Nice talking to you, man. Thanks, man. Thank you.